This PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Their scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. Find out more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. The 2024 presidential field is continuing to take shape. Former Vice President Mike Pence exits the Republican race and President Biden gets a new Democratic challenger. Time for a check-in with our Politics Monday team. That's Amy Walter of the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Tamara Keith of NPR. It's great to see you both. So Mike Pence is out of the race. He staked his entire campaign on Iowa. He was making overtures to white evangelicals, his natural base of support, but he was never able to gain any traction. You could argue his departure, Amy, doesn't really change the contours of the race, but what does it signal? Uh, It shows that there just is not much appetite in the Republican electorate for an anti-Trump candidate, or at least someone who openly criticizes Donald Trump, especially when that person also happened to be in the administration as the vice president. It also goes to what we know about campaigns since the beginning of time. When you run out of money, there's just not much more you can do. Now, some of these candidates are having trouble raising money, but they have a super PAC that has an ability to spend, un, you know, they can raise it in different ways and spend it in different ways. And Pence never and had Pence that? And ha- Pence didn't have that same level of uh, super PAC support, and his own personal fundraising was problematic. So the, the other thing it means is when we look to the debate stage in a week, um, yes, the third Republican debate that will also not feature Donald Trump once again, there's one less voice on the stage willing to criticize Donald Trump. And Tam, meantime, Nikki Haley, the former U.S. ambassador, she is ascendant according to the latest NBC News Des Moines Register Mediacom poll, which is out today. She's risen to a tie with Ron DeSantis. They're both tied at 16 uh, percentage points. What this poll doesn't show is that she's up 10 percentage points since August, and DeSantis is actually down three. So she has the momentum. Well, and and this is this is her moment. She is a former um, ambassador to the UN. She's someone who is very comfortable talking about foreign policy. And with uh, what's happened in Israel, that has given her an opportunity to really make a distinction between herself and some of the other Republican candidates. And I will say that Ron DeSantis's super PAC, which is basically his campaign, uh, has been attacking her in ads, saying she's too close to China, and sort of attacking her uh, on her foreign policy positions. She she stands out in this field as someone who is a more traditional uh, conservative Republican, uh, more traditional uh, defense hawk type of Republican, uh, certainly in contrast to someone like President Trump. Uh, so she is she's sort of getting all of the anti-Trump people who are are concerned about the U.S. continuing to be a leader in the world, because Trump, for instance, has questioned the need for NATO, has praised Putin, has praised Hezbollah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and that is, and that is, I think, fundamentally the challenge um, it, for Nikki Haley getting much farther, which is she's picking up those voters who already are very committed to a non-Trump choice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're called never Trumpers or they are folks maybe who did vote for Trump in the past but don't want to vote for Trump again. So she's consolidating that group of voters. But that's still not 
enough. You need to be able to win over the voters who say, I like Donald Trump, I've supported Donald Trump, but I'm open to an alternative. And that's what that poll finds, is that even if Ron DeSantis dropped out today, uh, a good 40% of his voters said they would support Donald Trump. Mm. And so he is able to, to move into those voters looking for an alternative, but not someone who is as critical of Donald Trump. They still like Donald Trump. So it is this needle that she has to thread is very, very challenging. Let's talk about the Democrats, namely President Joe Biden. He uh, drew a primary challenger this past week from Congressman Dean Phillips. Uh, you could argue that Dean Phillips' candidacy doesn't pose much of a threat to Joe Biden right now, but in many ways it does symbolically, in that Dean Phillips being in this race, Tam, raises more questions about Joe Biden's age and all of those things that the campaign would rather not talk about. How are they dealing with this? Well, Dean Phillips is, in fact, raising all of those questions and and is, in a way, in this race as a vessel for concerns of Democrats about President Biden's age. They, he gives them, uh, Democratic voters, a place to go. Um, the way the, the, the Democratic Party and the campaign are dealing with it are, you know, for instance, he is staking a lot of his campaign on running in New Hampshire, which is a state that uh, has been basically punished by the Democratic National Committee because it kept its primary early. What this means is that he is staking a bunch of his campaign on a state where uh, he cannot win any delegates <laughs> um, and where he could actually be punished by the party for running in that state. Though, what that would do is create headlines, of course. Uh, and after the first sentence, you would have the second sentence that says, he potentially maybe won a state where Joe Biden wasn't on the ballot and uh, where he will get no delegates. Mm. The, the U.S. approach, the administration's approach to Israel, Amy, is also a point of contention among some Democrats, yeah. both in terms of policy and in terms of rhetoric, namely President Biden's response to our Laura Barone Lopez's question in the Rose Garden this past week, uh, where he said he had no confidence in the death toll coming out of Gaza. He said, quote, I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal said on Meet the Press yesterday that the American people are quite far away, that was the phrase she used, from Biden and Congress. Based on your research, based on your analysis, is that the case? And how does the White House account for that? Right. I think overall, if you look at, and this was a poll taken about a week and a half ago, do you uh, think that, are your sympathies more with Israelis or Palestinians? Overall, 61% say Israelis. Even among Democrats, though, it's 48% with 22% saying uh, Palestinians and another 30% saying don't know. So if Pramila Jayapal is thinking about the Democratic base, that may be correct, that it's not as strong as it is in the electorate overall. But now look at another um, crisis in the world, which is in Ukraine. And there you have actually more disagreement among Republicans about the importance of Ukraine to the United States. That the way this is in a Quinnipiac poll, do you think that supporting Ukraine is in the national interest of the United States? Republicans just 49% say yes, 44% say no, compared to 87% of Democrats, 63% of independents. In other words, we're looking at two world crises, one in Israel and Gaza, one in Ukraine, that does divide the two parties mm -hmm. um, internally, even as uh, one party will support the other uh, 
part of the world almost completely. And Tam, there's a headline in the Post today that says, the White House scrambles to repair relations with Arab and Muslim Americans. Based on your reporting, how is the White House doing that? The president's rhetoric about uh, the conflict has changed. He has gotten tougher on Israel, has raised more loudly his concerns that he had previously raised privately with the Israelis about uh, ensuring uh, the safety of civilians in Gaza. Um, but it, it is a real concern. Uh, Michigan is a state that was decided by fewer than 200,000 votes, and, and the Arab American community is quite large there. Tamara Keith and Amy Walter, always great to speak with you. Thanks. Thank you.